Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hola, bienvenidos a Failing Better, de casa el witty banteros. Me llamo Sean McLaughlin, y tú? Johnny Pelham. And together we are a Failing de Banteros. <laughs> Get it in Spanish. I have been in Spain since the last episode, listeners. And I just thought I wanted to bring a bit of that Mediterranean flavor to this Otherwise, sordid, wet pod. <laughs> the most Anglican pod in the world. <laughs> this pod was any more bloody English, it'd be uh, it'd be uh, bloody uh, it'd be, uh, it'd, be, it'd be there'd be bloody tailbacks and bloody Dover. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you been, Johnny? What's been going on? I've been very We've well. We've got a lot to discuss in our week off. We have a lot to discuss. We've got two weeks off. I've been in London for about ten days, slowly losing my mind, my money, and my um, and everything really. I lost mm. my phone, my debit card in London, and I've just been just completely fucked. <laughs> so when did you go back to London? I went. I went. So I did two tours. I did Edinburgh and Glasgow like ten days ago. And and do, you came, to, do you want to thank the audiences for going out to that show? Do you think any of our listeners were there? Uh, if you were there, I thank you. And they were both actually very nice gigs. Good. So that was nice. And then I went to London on Monday, and then I got back yesterday. So what's that? Eight days down in London. That is a long time. With that, a g- dog. G- given that you don't live in London. Um, just, just so the listeners know, uh, you may have heard our bonus episode where we drive to McCuntleth. Uh, by now uh, I drove to the festival with Johnny on the Sunday uh, it was about five and a half hours and then the next morning you went uh, can I just come back to London with you I haven't got my keys <laughs> and I thought what a way to live a life you know I don't think Jack Kerouac ever felt like that I think when he was travelling around there was kind of a uh, it was sort of a buccaneering spirit of the Old West had sort of entered him. I don't think it was Johnny Pelham going, oh, my girlfriend doesn't let me have keys. I've got to go back with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm so free. I'm free to do whatever I want to do. But logistically, I'm absolutely fucked, really. Oh, fair enough. Well, I'm glad that you're back at your home and we're back recording this. I've been travelling a lot. Uh, as our listeners know, I went to Viva España. How was that? Granada. Loved it. Can I just say that, Johnny? Loved it. Why do, why do people not consider Spain a tourist destination? I think they do. I think it's one of the top tourist destinations in the UK. Fair enough. Um, and it's something you'd recommend that. You'd heartily recommend Granada. I would give it uh, Diaz out of Diaz. <laughs> I'm just speaking any Spanish. Does that mean 5 out of 5? 10 out of 10? I think it means 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 out of 5. Bam. <laughs> Um, I, I really enjoyed it. There was one point that did. Um, There's one point of my trip that did stick out for me. I was actually curious to get your your, your impression of this. Uh, there's a beautiful park in Granada, like many beautiful parks, and one of them was by the sort of Alhambra Palace. And me and my wife were there, just sitting in the in the sunshine. And there were loads of kids and sort of young families around. There was obviously some sort of. Some sort of, either, I, I don't know what it was, like a school graduation event or maybe like a church event or something because everyone was dressed up nice and all the kids were dressed in sort of little suits, 
nice dresses, little tuxedos. It was very sweet and charming, you know, and everyone's in good good shape in Spain. Everyone just looked great. How old were the kids in tuxes? Uh, I would say they were all seven or eight. That's so sweet. It is. Re- it was that, really sweet. That's so adorable. It, and they were all very Spanish. They were like sort of devastatingly <laughs> Spanish. You know, they were they were you know asleep on the job. They were late. I'm, that's a joke, of course. They were they were all lovely. And then there was one young boy who was a bit bigger than the other boys. Well, maybe I wouldn't have noticed that, but he wasn't wearing a tuxedo. He was. There's sort of no way around it. He was dressed as Franco. He was dressed as General Franco. Like he was in like sort of all white military kind of garb, like sort of despot. Wow. Despot kind of clothing. And I thought, I wonder what that, what's what's going on there? Because he was so, it was like he was from a different planet. He had all like gold, like sort of military sashes and chains hanging around him. And it really made me laugh. Do you know, was he like, do you have any idea what his relationship, like was he, What? do you have any idea what was going on? I had no idea. I think that's, I don't know. I don't know. It was so, he was the only person dressed anything like this. Do you think he supported the fascist regime of Franco? Well, you have to assume that he did <laughs> because all, there was all evidence suggested that he did. And was there, what, were other people shunning him? Were people like bowing to it? Like what was the, how, if that, <laughs> ba- do you, bow- do you, I think yeah, we were all bowing to him. <laughs> do you uh, think Frank, do you think he could be the next fascist dictator of Spain? I just found it a really, really interesting, a really interesting choice for the parents. Like, well, surely you'd keep a lid on it. But were, like, were other kids engaging with him and stuff? Like, was no, ever, no, no. So no. he was a social pariah. He was a fascist pariah. In many ways, he, I mean, in many ways, he was having the ultimate Franco experience. You know, he was sort of <laughs> at arm's length from all of his peers. But none of the families were interacting, so I, I never got to the bottom of it. I really wanted to. I mean, I think it would have been a bit creepy if me, a sort of English tourist who spoke no Spanish and had no relationship with these children, had sort of bulldozed my way into their main event. But I would, you, I would have been willing to do it. I, I was willing to risk prison to find out about this little talk. Do you know what the event was? Like, do you know? Do you know why they were there? Or was it just some sort of formal gathering? Maybe it was I, because, I have no idea. Have maybe no it was idea. the sort of f- the child's wing of the fascist movement in Spain that you accidentally <laughs> moseyed Ty- over. Tyrant Tots. Welcome to Tyrant Tots. <laughs> that would be a good CBB show. If, if, if you keep ever win, if Farage ever becomes Prime Minister, <laughs> Tyrant Tots. We should, we, should, we should pitch that. Hi, we want to do a show called Tyrant Tots. Yeah. It's all of the world's f- greatest... Uh, dictators, but as tots, you know, we, we've had Muppet babies. Time for tyrant tots. Yeah. <laughs> Hit them and Mao chatting about milk. It's just rugrats. It's just the exact same as rugrats, but they're all dictators, and we never even reference the fact that they're dictators. I mean, that's the brilliance of the show. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think this is the best idea I've ever had in my life. You've so yeah, I mean, look, if you if you're going to build a top six all time greatest tyrant tots. Yeah. You'd have to have Mini Hitler. Mini Hitler for sure. Millie. Millie. Think- <laughs> Millie's there. <laughs> Millie Vanilli. <laughs> Millie Vanilli. Um, who else is in there? You've got to have Stalin. You've got to, I, I think you've got to have a Stalin and a Mao. Yeah, they're, they're geopolitically key, aren't they? I guess um, it depends. What, what do you consider a... a ooh, yeah, what do you consider a tyrant? You know, to I'd some people, Mr. Bill Gates is a tyrant. Yeah, I'd say probably... I am one of those people. <laughs> John and, I'll be, and I'll be dressing my child as Bill Gates <laughs> <laughs> when he goes to tyrant tots. Um, Hillary Clinton. Hello. Uh, oh, oh yes. Yeah. Um, who else would be good? Saddam Hussein. Pol, Pol Pot. Pol Pot. Saddam Hussein feels quite a Western one. I don't think he makes it to the top six, does he? What do you mean he feels like a Western one? Well, there's loads of sort of awful leaders. It feels like just because we toppled him in Iraq, he feels like the one I'd put in the top six worst. But in terms of historically, I don't think he is. It's like when, Eng- when, in- when England beat uh, Denmark in the semis of the Euros. And we went, yeah. yeah, well, we've actually taken on one of the greatest teams in the world. And it's <laughs> yeah, just because yeah, we yeah. beat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have no idea how good a goalkeeper Casper Kas- Schmeichel is on his day, you know. <laughs> Just because we marched into Copenhagen and tore down a statue of Christian Eriksen. Um, <laughs> Which was in very bad taste, given he had a heart attack in that yeah. tournament. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. And we can make that joke because he's back playing. 
And, we, and also, we're English, so we have no sense of care about other people. <laughs> we're arrogant, stupid buffoons. Look, don't say that. We're the co-creators of Tyrant Tots. Mini Hitler, Mini Stalin, Mini no. Chairman Mao. But he's not, he's, a chairman, he's not a chairman at this point. <laughs> he's a chair boy. Chair boy, choir boy Mao. <laughs> Mussolini, do you think he's sneaking in, get making his? He's like, he'll have a train set with him. Um, yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mussolini, Mussolini makes the brio run on time. <laughs> I think uh, he'd. Um, I think he'd be uh, like the sort of the comic relief of the show. <laughs> I mean, I mean I'd like to think the whole show would be funny if it's for children, but maybe maybe it's just a very serious drama about child. <laughs> I can imagine dinner time and be brutal because no one's sharing their food. Imagine if they had tapas and all just trying to dominate the tapas. <laughs> I, I just, I wouldn't want to see Chairman Mao in a tapas situation. No, it'd be a nightmare. They'd all be so anxious, even at that age, imagine of being poisoned. I mean, who else, I mean, who else are you throwing in there? You've got to throw in, are we throwing in like a Genghis Khan or a Napoleon or are they sort of different? Are, mm. are we sort of talking the modern dictator? I guess if we got Napoleon, he did end... I mean, he was a. I think Napoleon historically was so big that he's got to sort of be in there. But he was also. He wasn't like a dictator, he, though. He, he, was, he was just a like a military. He was like Julius Caesar. You wouldn't call Julius Caesar a dictator. But isn't that just because he did it ages ago? Like, actually, he did just wander around invading places and then enslaving them. Who? Julius Caesar? Yeah, I guess maybe. I, does dictator imply a sort of political framework that just wasn't in existence in Napoleon or Caesar's time or is it a, a, a word that can be used more loosely than that please do continue to give us five star <laughs> reviews by the way on the comedy I think a more important question is is there anyone who is called Dick Tater <laughs> I think if your name was Richard Tater right yeah. Here's, yeah, yeah. A, here's a question yeah. and you went by the name Dick would you get more abuse as a child for having a first name Dick yeah. or a surname Tater, which is obviously Potato? <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I, I think if I ever met someone called Dick Tater, there is, it's actually, I don't even know where I'd begin. I, 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 first of all, your name is Dick Tater. Your surname's Tater. Your first name's Dick. I mean, where do you even begin? Your head would explode. Oh, 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 oh. It's like the <laughs> ultimate comedy name. Oh, 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 oh. Your name's what? People every time, every time tell us what, they just get nosebleeds. <laughs> All right, let, let's do a little act out. <laughs> you're in the, you're in the lift. You're in the lift. You're in a hotel, Holiday Inn Express. You name the town. Uh, Bury. Berry. Yeah. Don't you live near Berry? Why would you stay at a Holiday Inn there? Because I've been kicked out of the house for being too cool, too cool for school. Unbelievable. Um, all right, so you're getting in the lift, and I'm just there. So you, and you want to meet me, right? Let's let's go. Let's <laughs> Why go. do I want to meet you? Well, you just want to make friends. You've been kicked out of the house, so obviously you're a pretty low ebb. Hi, I'm man, just I'm... curious about how you would react. This is how you would react. All right. This is immersive. This is you know real life theater. therapy stuff. Theater, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Hi, mate. I've sort of just lost everything. My girlfriend's gone. My dog's gonna probably go with her. I don't really have any money. Um, what's your name? <laughs> Hello, my name is Dictator. <laughs> well, everything's all right again. <laughs> so there you go, listeners. If anyone by the name of Dictator or adjacent to Dictator, you know, you might your 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 name might be Despot. Despot. <laughs> oh, Colonel Burns, I. <laughs> <laughs> it could be Colonel if any Colonel Birdseyes are listening or Despots or Dictators or uh, I'm trying to think of one or Prez Indent <laughs> Prez isn't a name the point of it none, is of, none of them are names Des is a name and Pot is a surname Despot Captain Birdseye <laughs> if you said Colonel Birdseye you are aware you said Colonel Birdseye aren't you yeah of course okay cool uh, anyway, this is Failing Better, the home of witty banter. <laughs> and have you ever heard banter this witty? No, I have not. How could I? How it's so witty. It is so chuffing witty. Um, we've had a busy time. We went to MacFest together and we went back. I'm still I'm still tired over that. And I'm that knackered. links into what, pardon? I'm knackered from it. 
Yeah, it is. You had a good gig, though, right? And I was pretty bad, actually. I ended up making them say, making the audience say I was better than Stuart Lee to try and pluck up my self-confidence. Mm. How did that and, go? Well, well, a lot of them didn't know who Stuart Lee was. <laughs> <laughs> so they, were, they were willing to comply, but it feels like a hollow victory when you're yelling at a crowd to tell them something, and they just agree. Is there such a thing as a victory that isn't hollow for us? I don't know, I don't know if I've ever had a victory... That's had like a, that's been fully stuffed. I think most victories I've day? claimed. What about your wedding day, Sean? <laughs> oh, no, I, my, my wedding day was not a, a victory; it was a total defeat. My wedding day was a total <laughs> submission to the man. Well, like I think let's um, let's bring your wife in now. <laughs> She's been listening to the whole thing. Uh oh. Um, right, I think we should we should we just I think we should just, just jump into the main section. Oh yeah. If you have not listened to our last episode, by the way, at this point, we would say you should definitely listen to that first because this is the second part of our two-parter. On Paul McKenna. On Paul McKenna's confidence. Have you have you been feeling more confident, by the way, since you read that book or since I, we talked to you about that book? Um, I haven't in any way, but then I've been so bedraggled and hedonistic and just wandering around sort of London in a haze that I've not really mm. felt much, to be honest. Yeah, you, you've been sort of living a very sort of Hunter S. Thompson life. A vagabond roaming around town with no money or debit card or any access to anything worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. Had, had a lot of fun, though. Had a lot of fun. So That's what life's about. Well, um, the key thing is we have been hypnotised. <laughs> <laughs> we did Paul McKenna's hypnotism thing, didn't we? Hypnotism CD. Yeah, the first half we did the book and then we've just done the hypnotism CD. If I've been talking a bit sh- of shit... So far, listener, it's because I <laughs> timed my day wrong and did the hypnosis CD, and it ended about two minutes before we started recording. So I'm still, uh, still in Sorry. somewhat of a tailspin emotionally with it. Uh, should we have a break and then crack on? I think we should have a break and crack on. God bless you, listeners, for listening. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, welcome back to the second section where we are talking about the hypnosis uh, CD of Paul McKenna. Now, we did this quite differently because I just listened to it sort of whilst doing over admin thinking it was a bit stupid whereas you really you committed to the to it didn't you sean yes um for the first time in my life (laughs) i gave myself over to a higher power some choose christ some choose ganesh i chose uh a former virgin radio dj and now hypnotist paul mckenna 
And do you regret or do, are you happy with that choice? Well, I think we should go into it, Johnny. I will say this to you. I've never done anything remotely like this in my life. I did it on my laptop. I sat on my couch. I put in my headphones. So it was a very visceral experience for me. How did you do? So you said you said you were just going around doing jobs, were you? Yeah, I was just pottering, and you kept saying things like, "You are the most confident version of yourself." I was thinking, "Well, this is good. I am." Well, what were you do- What were you doing though? What were you doing? I had an email to do, and then I sort of. Did a bit Wait, you wrote up. an email during this? Yeah. Because I was, I was listening to it for like, what is this guy? I thought we were going to talk about the experiences or like what, like in the other things we read the book and then talk about like what they're saying. So I thought I was just going to get. We're just going to talk about what he's doing, but you really lived it. You you did better than me. I'd, I'll agree with that. Okay. So what email did you send? Are you allowed to say? I sent an email trying to get out of a gig because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you are your most confident self. Yeah. I just didn't want to do the gig. Uh, so I was just trying to get out of it. But then, the problem is... I was trying to get out of it. How do you try? Surely you just get out of it. Because I don't, I don't really want to put them in this shit. But it's, a gig, it's a really lovely gig where basically I just haven't done enough work to justify doing a preview there. And so I'm basically saying other acts will want this gig more than me. I've they've already seen me do my last show there, which a lot of which I'd have to do again. So I'm basically just saying like, if you want me to, I'll do it, but it's going to be shit. <laughs> what? So you wrote? You basically wrote, if you want me to do this gig, I will, but I will be shit. As you're listening to a CD that's meant to be making you more confident. I know. But I think that there's a realism to what I was saying. It's not like I'm. I'm not. I'm not wrong that it's going to be shit. Oh, so you actually, so, you're, at least you're confident in your convictions. I'm, I think it's quite a confident email. You have to be quite confident in yourself to send an email to a promoter going, I know I'm shit. That's <laughs> the thing. So I, I, I find that in general with stand-up and I guess with life is there's the there's the, the ones who always talk about how brilliant they're doing, how they're smashing it, how there's never been better. And I always, it's a red flag, that to me. Always. And I'm with you. I think it takes far more guts and far more inner strength to just accept that you're a talentless hack and you've been getting away with it for years, which is where I am. A hundred percent. That people who talk about how good their careers and life have got, you think, what is what is wrong with you? And they're clearly psychotic, I think. Yeah. And then, then there is that there's that faux confidence, like yeah, I'm smashing it, doing this, doing this, doing this. You think I don't want to hear you do. I want to hear about the time you died on your ass. Yeah, all, I. It's funny because obviously in our last episode of this two-parter, we talked a lot about our genuine fears about the future of this podcast, about how a sort of creeping desire to maybe end it while we still have a shred of our dignity intact. And, you know, that is an unusual thing to hear on a podcast, I'm sure. (laughs) But I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts. And you know what? I wish there was a bit more of that. Yeah. Sometimes I think, where's the doubt here? You yeah, where's spent, the you, doubt? You spent 10 minutes talking about Cheerios. None of you thinking this is dog shit? <laughs> I want it in every area of my life. Certainly yeah. in the end. I want to I turn on the news at 10 and Hugh Edwards is there just... And halfway through, he's doing like some report on, I don't know, <laughs> like Calais. And he just goes, I'm sorry, I just... I, I can't read that well. I don't know if I read... <laughs> I'll be honest, I've really made a hash of this and the suit's on a bit tight. I think I look a bit crap. Can I just? Can we just take five? Can we take five? I, I, I think that would be good for the for the for the people of this country. But I, I agree with that. But I also find you know when celebrities talk about how they're depressed, a part of me thinks, what the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? Like your whole your whole thing is to be like iconic people who are more beautiful and rich than we could possibly hope to be. Mm. And then you're sat there thinking, saying, oh, well, everything's terrible for me too. And you think, no, Beyonce, you are the, you can't be unhappy. Otherwise, what, what are regular schmoes meant to do? Yeah, I guess it's hard. I mean, I guess I would say on the other side of that argument that we tend to try and talk about how it's hard being beautiful and successful because we think it would help, you know, people like you relate to us more. <laughs> Hello. I think that's made too Sean. When I hear you talking about depression, it really is eye opening that you can have it all and yet still feel sad. I can have it all. You have I've it got all. I've got both milk and dark chocolate choc ices in my freezer right now. That's yeah, here I am with the common man, the most common man I know, Jonathan <laughs> Bellum. Sophie said I look like a goat today. She said, I was just I was just walking into the kitchen and saying, Oh my god, don't you need to get a haircut, you look like a goat. 
Oh, oh yes. And you haven't had your hair cut still because of the, the bullying the, that you've the, had from the kids. If you don't know what's happened, I'm being bullied by some kids and they mocked my hair. And now out of sort of some sense of something, I can't cut my hair. <laughs> so I'm looking worse and worse. I'm making myself look bad. You do so look, the kids you, don't win. You look like... I look you mad. Look, you look like Brian May from Queen. <laughs> if they just snipped, like he snipped off the back of his... Like the I'm, back of his mullet, but you've got the rest of it. I'm going to the BAFTAs on Sunday. I mean, I have to get my hair cut. I have to get my hair right. cut before that. Before we break through with the main pod, Johnny Pelham at the BAFTAs, let's talk about this. What are you wearing? Who are you wearing? How are you wearing it? I'm wearing uh, an M&S suit. But I'm going to wear it on my feet. I'm just going to drag it along the floor. No, I'm... Uh, <laughs> I'm just wearing an MS suit, I think. <laughs> okay, the thought of you trapped in a conversation with like Judy Dench and having to make those sort of shit jokes. It's it's gonna be quite stressful, I think. I what think so just... are you wearing a are you wearing a tux or is it just a suit with a, a tie? Just a suit with a tie. Okay. Okay. Do you think I should is, wear is, is the tie Do you think I should wear tux? I think you should wear a failing better tie. <laughs> I think you should get a failing better tie. And Sophie, who you're going with, a friend of the pod. Friend of the pod? I God, God damn it. We are going to be rabbing this down our listeners' throats if she wins. <laughs> <laughs> I think she should... She should wear a failing better, like, badge. Her dress is failing better. The whole... the whole It's just all faces. The whole... It's like that... Who is that celebrity who came in, like, tape? It's going to be like that with just failing better all around. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really good. That'd be really yeah. good. Actually, I mean, I'm sure she's got a lovely acceptance speech if she wins. I mean, look, if she doesn't, she doesn't. It's amazing to be nominated. But, I mean, you've got access to that speech, I'm sure. Would you be able to slip in a couple of, a no. couple of like, plugs for the pod? I think that would be really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The main people she's going to thank is the Failing Better pod. <laughs> I'd just like to thank the Failing Better pod for all it's done to help communities around the world. Around the world. It truly is the home of witty banter. Yeah. Subscribe and, the- and give a five-star review. I mean, that would be so... She doesn't have to put the whole speech has to be about us, but if she could just dedicate maybe two and a half minutes about the pod. And that feels a fair compromise to me. Because, yeah, she'd probably have, what, like a five-minute speech? Yeah. And she'd just go, hi, thank you for this. It's an honour. I love making the show. Thanks, everyone. But um, I want to just sort of be here. I've got a platform Yeah. uh, about mental health, and there's nowhere better than failing better. And maybe she could go, I'm Sophie Willard. And really, let's be honest, we all are. And then the crowd can chant, yeah. failing better. I think that will happen. I'm pretty sure. And I think on the news, they'll be like, God, Sophie's brilliant speech about failing better really took, really was the most sort of special moment of a very special awards evening. Who do you think is the person who would be most uncomfortable for me to be sat talking to? Like, like, because anyone can be at the BAFTAs. Like, what if, like you say, what if just like, what if... What if I'm just having a chat with Daniel Craig? <laughs> well, it's the, what, so it's like the, the TV... TV. It's not the film one. It's think not it's the TV. film one. But it's still with some pretty big stars. I, I, I mean, the thing is, it, it's not about who you can chat to. It's about who you, who you sat next to. So you, so you get into your seat and you know that you're plugging the podcast to whoever you're talking to. 100%. That's all I talk about now. 24-7. So left, you've got Sophie. She's, she's wearing so- failing better anyway all yeah. over. And what's that you're wearing, Sophie? Oh, it's just the greatest podcast of all time. Failing better. <laughs> then she points to me. I give her a thumbs up. We wander off. That'll be that, pretty much. The whole... <laughs> it's subliminal, isn't it? <laughs> it's getting their heads without them even realising. <laughs> and just next day, Prince Charles wakes up at 6am going, we are failing better. <laughs> Imagine if you got... I mean, I don't think the Queen's coming to the BAFTAs, particularly in her... <laughs> with her health issues. Imagine sitting next to the... Imagine if the Queen ever listened to this. What would you think? What would you think of her subjects? I think it would be incredible. Liz, if you're listening, you've got to get on the pod. Liz, we need you, babe. What get you on here. Am I allowed to call you babe, Your Majesty? Sweet cheeks, you've got to get on this pod. <laughs> she should come in, dictator tots. Hello, bit of uh, geopolitical subversion there. Do you think so? I guess she is a dictator. Dictator of my heart. And my freedom. <laughs> I think it... I, do you think the Queen has ever listened to a podcast? That's mm. a fucking good question. Can I it say is. that? Yeah, it is. What do I, you reckon? I think she would have. Because it's such a median... Maybe she... No. I just... I have no idea what a day consists of. Like, what do you think the Queen does in the morning? I reckon she wakes up, slaps on... Slaps on a murder podcast... 
<laughs> stays in her cozies, and then it hits four twenty, and she's just she's just hitting the pipe. Just just she's surrounded, just surrounded <laughs> by KFC. She eats the skin, but not the yeah. actual chicken. Eats the skin. She's just crushing the bongs. Yeah. And then yeah, I wonder what it's like to be the queen. We I wonder what it's like to be the queen. Well, soon you'll find out because you're going to sit next to her at the bathroom. I can't wait to talk to Liz. <laughs> how would you? How would you introduce yourself? Would, would you say- shake her hand? Would you bow? How soon would you bring up the podcast? I would say uh, my name is Johnny Pelham and I'm the host of Failing Better. <laughs> and then I'd say, I'm actually, a staunch Republican, get out of this. Get out of here. <laughs> to be honest, I think before you'd even finish the phrase "better." In failing better, you probably would have been tasered. Hugely. Hugely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's no reason that I would ever meet the Queen unless I'm... Would you accept an uh, MBE if you got offered one? I've been offered one. I turned it down. <laughs> <laughs> what a clear and obvious lie. It's not an obvious lie. I've been, offered a, I've been offered all of them. OBE, knighthood, MBE, turned them down. I said, you create a new one just for me. I'm the only person who's got it. <laughs> what would you call uh, it? Above a knighthood. The That's Shawnee. What I to be. The Shawnee. <laughs> I'm Sean. I want to be called. I want to be called Warlock Sean McLaughlin. <laughs> Elf Lord Sean. Would I? Um, <coughs> I don't know if I would accept it. I think I, the thing is, I think I'd do it just for the story. I just want to yeah. know what goes on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, do, I sort of respect people who turn it down, and I definitely don't respect people who say yes to it. So I guess I think, that says a lot. Yeah, I think it'd be nice to be able to tick that box. You know, when you've got a box like Mister. Doctor, do they have an OBE one for like? What sir? are you talking about? You know, you're not know, like a train. You know, when you're booking a train ticket and it says like Mister, Mrs, Ms, is there like a sir? What do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, like on like? Yeah, you know when you're doing filling in a form on the yeah, internet, yeah, yeah. like there's like a drop down box. You say you give your like gender, or whatever. Sure, sure. Is there a sir? But it'd be nice to like Sir Jonathan Pelham. There's probably Lord and Lady. That's love, probably one. I'd love to be Lord Jonathan Pelham. I um, this actually reminds me of a thing. I once signed up to some clothing thing without. Re- <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh, you're laughing that I've signed up to something. Is that funny to you? I'm <laughs> fucking idiot. You don't even have a bank card. I've got one now, mate. I owe Sean like a thousand pounds. Yeah, well, I need to pay you back. I'm quite anxious about it. Um, I I signed up for some clothes thing, and I had to go pick up a delivery at a shop, and I'd obviously forgotten. <laughs> what I'd done I've, I've, I'd obviously picked a joke title for myself that I'd forgotten because basically I was in some crappy outlet like shitty mall picking up some jeans or something at next and some poor 16 year old had to just look at me and just go are you Dr. Sean McLaughlin <laughs> I'm like, yeah yeah that's me and I'm stood there in like Radiohead t-shirt yeah. fucking gravy on me yeah but behind you someone had a heart attack you're like well no Oh, should um, we talk about Paul McKenna? Look, let's talk about Paul McKenna. Sorry we're rambling on. Uh, I, What can I say? It was a hypnosis experience, the likes of which I've never, well, experienced. We had questions about whether hypnosis was real before, didn't we? We did. Doing this and committing to it, I have to say it probably is real now, hypnosis. Not that I was hypnotised by this. But I could see how it would... I, I, but basically, I was so willing to give myself over to him. Yeah. He could have convinced me of anything. I mean, he could have planted some incredibly violent seeds in the back of my head without me realising. For sure. You'd be voting UKIP on Thursday and the local elections. <laughs> Vote for the United <laughs> Kingdom Independence Party. <laughs> um, so what was the feeling then? Was, there like, was, it like an, was it an embodied feeling in your stomach or was it like... like how did you experience the sense of hypnosis? Well, I guess, look, I, I should also make it clear that I was, uh, I've been carb loading a lot today, so it could have just been a natural crash. Uh, but I think you're linking having this amazing, all you've really told me is it's made you feel very sleepy. I yeah, don't think, I, think, I don't know if that's meditation. Or <laughs> I don't know if that's like hypnosis. I think that's just, you feel a bit sleepy. Right, here's what happened. The CD God, comes you've got on. got an erection. <laughs> you felt sleepy. <laughs> Well, he's very calm. He's a very calm voice, isn't he? He's, he's got very calm. And matter of fact, I like authoritative, I'd say. Yeah, like you could never do a hey guys, CD like that. Let's all, yeah, yeah let's I think that's already you've made a mistake there. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, you guys. It's important you remember that you are free. You are a butterfly. You are. Are you enjoying this? 
Uh, I'm certainly falling asleep, if that was your intention. Well, it absolutely was. He, Yeah, very calm. And I sort of thought, at first I thought, well, this is bollocks. This is bollocks. And then the music starts, that music, that sort of... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting you to be able to make that noise, Sean. I'm impressed. But that's kind of how it was. It was sort of like yeah. choral, sort of old monk music. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like... Oh, oh. I think that might have been a bit more racist. (laughs) You know? And at this point, I'm thinking, this is, all right, I like the music. I'm sort of getting drawn into this, you know? Yeah. And then he just keeps talking, just goes, put your arms to your side. Feel how relaxing life can be. And then he just sort of leaves it. And I'm listening, and so I'm sat on my sofa, kind of slouched in. And I go, and he's there going, just relax, breathe in and breathe out. And I'm like, okay. And then I hear, oh, and I felt like a heaviness. And I don't know whether it was, I don't know. I'd be curious to do it again when I'm. When you're not car would you, So would you do it again? I think that's always a test of whether you truly think something was good as if you'd do it again. I have no idea. I doubt myself. I mean, I, was, I, I would say the first 10 minutes, I thought it was really, really good. And then he started going into like... Um, uh, uh, he, started he did saying, a lot of visualisation stuff, didn't he? Like visualise your... A lot of visualisation stuff to kind of make your subconscious more, more uh, confident. And at one point... There were like two different voices going at the same time. And I thought that's a bad creative decision. I that happened I, all the time. I'm I so just, stressed yeah. out at this point. <laughs> and then he says, and then he says, uh, he says, now imagine a more confident you. Imagine them. Look at them. But they're taller than you are. And I thought, <laughs> that person is not more confident than me. That person is in hell. Just <laughs> a nine foot bloke wandering around London. <laughs> I'm really confident. <laughs> Andre what, the Giant. What level of tallness do you think you'd become more comp? Because there must be a level when you're like, if you're like thirty foot, then all humans just look, just look like 30, ants. Yeah, I think so if like- I was thirty foot tall, I would say the things that cause me normal anxiety would probably cease to be an issue. Like I don't think I'd be that worried about like, oh god, I hope I, I hope I get some more TV bookings. Like I, I think if you're thirty foot tall, a showbiz career is kind of out of the question. I think you'd absolutely be famous. You'd be famous, but you wouldn't be able to... You wouldn't be famous for anything you... Imagine you'd be such a good basket. You'd be too tall to play basketball. It's you'd not like, to like... You'd like, have to lean down loads to like... Like, the new James Bond is never going to be a 30-foot-tall man. I think, I think that's true. I mean, let's put some money on that. What do you think the odds are? <laughs> <laughs> I'll put 100 grand. So were you not doing any of that? Were you not trying to imagine yourself as tall? Were you just kind of listening to it? I was just listening. I was just listening, thinking. You <laughs> were just sending in voices. No, I was listening, thinking, how are we going to turn this into an episode? Because normally there's like a structure inherent in the thing that we can be like, right, these are the four main ideas. But this felt like he was just sort of wittering on about stuff. Mm. And I, so what I realised, I should have like been like, right, I'm going to immerse myself fully in it rather than just. I just viewed it like critically and went, well, how are we doing anything with this nonsense? But it sounds like out of genuine like, uh, you changed how you. You had an emotional response to it in some way. I definitely had an emotional response to it on a level I didn't anticipate. But there were also... The, 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 the biggest problem with it is he goes, you have to unlock your mind and the power of your mind. He kept saying that. He goes, the, the genius of the human brain will now become apparent to you. But the problem is, it's, me, it's still my brain. Yeah, that is So, like, at one point he goes, think of, like, think of someone who loves you. Think of someone, imagine someone who loves you. And I thought of my wife. And I go, imagine she's opposite you right now, looking at you. Now step into her. What does she think as she looks at you? And at this point, I was slumped on my couch with an empty bowl of porridge just on the cushion. In the middle of the day doing nothing. I was like, I think she thinks I'm a fucking loser. Get get off your ass and go and make some money, you stupid twat. Um, Yeah, but that, but you need to reprogram her to be saying something like, he may be foolish. He may be eating porridge, but he's a good-hearted man. He will yeah. be a good father to my children. Here, a- here was another issue I faced was... 
he and it was the same thing as we did last time with you like imagine a more confident version of you yeah and you imagined michelle obama <laughs> didn't you i did yeah which and we were worried you were like oh i think that's a bit dumb i genuinely they said imagine a successful person and step into them for whatever reason the person i imagined was mike myers <laughs> Is that what you think confident is? Austin Powers. <laughs> so he goes, you're in his shoes. Walk around a day in his life. So I was just sort of sat on my couch in the middle of the day with the curtains drawn, pretending I was going around doing, just like, oh, I've got to go be the voice of Shrek again. <laughs> and he goes, how does it feel? Doesn't it feel incredible? And I'm just in my head imagining him going, groovy, baby. Didn't it feel incredible? It sounds incredible. Well, I guess it, he was, he's probably quite rich, so I guess that bit's a bit... He's had a good career. Uh, yeah. I mean, it I nice guess. Then. It sounds nice. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's that, I don't know if he's that successful, is he? I guess he's, he's pretty he must be a multi-millionaire, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, he'd be worth a, a hundred mil, I'd say. Do you reckon a hundred mil? Oh, yeah. Maybe we send him an email asking him for a mil. Do you think he'd miss a mil? If he has a hundred of them... <laughs> Just give us a mail. Just give us one mail. We'll pump it all back Hi. into the podcast. It's Sean and jo- It's Sh- Sean and Johnny here from Failing Better. You may re- you may recognise us. Uh, we were recently named as the Queen Elizabeth's favourite podcast. <laughs> and chucked out of the Baftas. We were chucked out of the Baftas <laughs> for storming the stage. I can storm the stage. Get your podcast out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if Sophie does say it, you, hit, you go up there, slap her. And go, yeah. Take my podcast out of your mouth. <laughs> oh, God. I think they'd know it was a stunt, though, because we'd both be wearing Failing Better merch. <laughs> Are you sure you don't know each other? Uh-oh. Um, so, yeah, I... I... I I, I gotta say that Paul McKenna, he's a, he's a sharp guy. I mean, it might just be the most basic like neurolinguistic programming that there is. It probably is. But as someone who's never undergone anything like mm. that, I was surprisingly any- impressed. Like, I'd yeah, be yeah. curious to know. I'd be curious to to go to, for a full hypnosis session. We've got to do this. I'd be curious. I'd be curious if I if I'd be like if, if is there someone out there who can make me like. Like, if I go, make me think I'm Japanese or something. Like, this we should do. I don't know how we do it on the... I'm so up for doing this. I will pay for it to happen. Add it to the bill, Sean. I owe you a grand. Let's make it a guy with much hypnotist class. Um, that could be really interesting. Because I, I think listeners listening to this will also be unsure about whether hypnosis is real. We urge listeners to listen to Paul McKenna's CD. It's available on YouTube, I do believe. Yes, yes. It is available on YouTube. It's the confidence thing. You shouldn't do it while driving or listening to heavy machinery, as I had to say to Johnny as we were driving back from a cutlet. And you were like, oh, should we bang on the Paul McKenna CD? Imagine if you'd gone into a deep trance whilst driving us through Wales. Yeah. Or if I'd been channeling the spirit of Mike Myers throughout the drive. <laughs> and I'd been Michelle Sure, Obama. what's wrong? We need to fill up on petrol. Oh, fat bastard. Oh. <laughs> I love how you couldn't think of a single Mike Myers. <laughs> I was trying to think of Dr. Evil. Like, what did he say? He doesn't say anything, does he? No, he just puts his thing to his... Um, Who's the other one that... Uh, Wayne's World. Wayne's World. <laughs> Listen to Wayne's World and subscribe to the pod. Um, so, yeah, I guess I guess it maybe it is an anticlimactic episode two, given that only one of us actually listened to it. Um, oh, don't do that to me. Don't, don't make me... <laughs> Producer Paul has just sent a little silent message saying, I think you just said listening to heavy machinery. You did, you did. But I didn't, I didn't pick up on it, Sean. I didn't ridicule you for getting Look, words wrong. you're not meant to listen to this podcast. L- listen to... <laughs> Sorry, I'm Paul McKenna. Paul McKenna is an absolute number on me. You've rendered me an invalid. <laughs> McKenna, uh, if you're listening, I'm on to you. I think it would be difficult. Like, like I said about um, Darren Brown, it would be very difficult to go out with Paul McKenna, I think. Because you'd always just be like, you'd find yourself <coughs> doing the dishes at like 2am thinking, I'm not sure this is my choice. Yeah, also he's a bit of a minger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
If you're listening, Paul, Sh Sean apologises for that. He, he, the thing that Sean suffers with, Sean's got beauty privilege. Like, he's such a handsome man. <laughs> he's such an overwhelmingly yeah. beautiful man. Yeah, it's yeah. Difficult. It's difficult for him to understand what it's like for us uggos at the back. You, um, you, I think, tried to say that I looked good the other day. Yeah, you look really you good. Said it by, <laughs> you said it by saying you've been very, very ugly for the 10 years that I've known you. <laughs> And I'm, and and then and then you were sort of like surprised when I was offended by what you'd said. No, I, I said you've grown into your face and you look like a really handsome man. Yeah, and I said I've always been handsome, right? And you went, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Probably came out. I was trying to give you a compliment. I went about it the wrong way. What I should have said is I shouldn't have listed all the time you weren't attractive it's like when you get a haircut and people are like god you look so much better now that haircut is so much and you're like all right mate yeah I, yeah i know what I, you mean i've had that hair for three months yeah but you would look a lot better if you did get your hair cut do you think i should get a haircut How, you i mean, think you should just shave it all off i can't my head would be odd there's no way i've got a normal head no. it's it's infathomable that my head would be normal <laughs> it's like it's beyond it would be the most it'd be the oddest thing in the world if i had a good head I reckon you've got a second head on the a second face on the back of your head, and you'd shave it, and it would wake up for the first time. <laughs> so scary! And you'd what start a podcast like? with it, and it would be more successful than this one. I got two heads. Um, that's <laughs> yeah, maybe it wouldn't be more successful. <laughs> this what do you I think? Forgot... Like, do you think it would have my character? Or do you think it would have its own personality? God, what a great question! Would it have your character? What would you rather? Would you rather it be you? And so you're going around with you all day, another you, or would you rather it be someone else? What if it was like Michael Douglas? <laughs> I mean, that'd be all right. Get to uh, kiss Catherine Zeta-Jones. Is that what you got to with? Yeah. I mean, I don't think you'd get to kiss Catherine Zeta-Jones just because someone, someone on the back of your head sounds like Michael... It's not literally Michael Douglas. <laughs> I thought you were saying it's literally Michael Douglas. Who, um, would, you, right, who, would, you rather, who would you most like to have as, as, as your I, second head? To, and is this them? So this is. I think I'd, Let's I'd say look. it's them. Let's say it's a dead celebrity or a dead. They're not dead celebrity. They're, they can be alive. It's Michael. No, no, but like this is this is they have passed, but they've realised. All oh, right, we can bring them back because they're attached, but only through you. <laughs> so, so a dead celebrity then? Well, like if you chose Jim Carrey, it's yeah. not like Jim Carrey. The other Jim Carrey would be Disappear. alive. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'd quite like. Who would I like? I'd quite like Napoleon. He's got a lot of get up and go Napoleon. I feel I could I could like benefit from that. Because you've got to think that whatever he's achieving, I'm also achieving through him. So I yeah. could annex you know Germany and go, I'd be I'd talk him out of Russia. I'd be like, look, Napoleon, it gets very cold there. Yeah. Let's not let's not get involved in that. Actually, I mean, I've forgotten there's an awful geopolitical war happening in Russia as we speak. Probably shouldn't have dived into that in quite a silly bit. Yeah, I mean I'd also say you'd then have to wear that sort of that is hat. It, that hat. Is it the tri? Yeah, yeah tri-tip hat. I don't know if that would suit. I think. Suit have, you. I think out of everything you said, that's the thing that most makes me want Napoleon on the back of my head because I think I would look. To, I would look fabulous in that hat, <laughs> on a boat, looking out over the seas, <laughs> like standing confidently with that hat on mine and Napoleon's head. I, I think if if and when we ever do a live podcast, you have to come dressed as Napoleon. I think that that's now set. And you have to come as Mike Myers. And I'll come as Austin Powers. <laughs> I think I've drawn the short straw there. I think this has been the weirdest step we've done. Yes. Has it been good, though? I've enjoyed it. I think it's been very fun. It's been quite silly, but it's also been endearing. And I think it's changed a lot of people's lives. <laughs> well, that's, that's all we asked for. Well, we have got a third section this week. We've had some emails. I'm going to read some of them out. So should we have a little... Um, let's have a little break. Genuinely, Paul McKenna, not bad. Not bad. Of all the people we've learned about on this goddamn pod, he was the one I thought I'd hate the most. And he's the one I've ended up having, strangely, the weirdest rese uh, uh, respect for. Well, so our listeners, do check out his YouTube video. Paul McKenna can make you confident. Don't mind the man. So welcome back. It's the failing better mailing bag. <laughs> Is that what we call in this section? Mailbag. I love it. I love mailbag. Or should we call it fail bag? Mm, I like mailbag more, but I feel like fail... Mm, let's call it mailbag. It makes me happy for the time being. Why does that make you happy? 
I think it just speaks to like a, a bygone era where people wandered around with mailbags and, you know, there was more yeah. trust in institutions of power and politics and the world was a better place. The nuclear family still thrived. It was always sunny. There was no crime. And everyone was white. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I like about doing a podcast with you, Johnny? Is if I just stop talking, if I make a decision to just stop talking at any point, you'll just keep going until you've said something that is so terrifying. <laughs> that is so, so utterly, utterly devastating for society. You've basically started by going, oh, mailbag, that's a nice word. And then I didn't interrupt. And by the end, you were kind of implied that eugenics might not be a bad idea. <laughs> That's what I do. No, I, yeah, I, I lost myself there, but actually, I don't believe a lot of the things I was saying. I think life's complexity is what makes it worth living. Johnny, you shut the fuck <laughs> up. Look, we've got some emails. <laughs> Woohoo! Failing better pod at gmail.com. Do email us, guys. Just email us, guys and gals. Do you, do you agree with Johnny's view? Was the world better <laughs> in the old days? Um, perhaps. I'm sure I'm sure Queen, that, that'd be a good way to, to bond with Queen Elizabeth, I'm sure. She'd definitely love it. I mean, she had so much power back then. Now she's got... So, I mean, she's all got more power than me. Yeah. Who, who, do you think the Queen's in the top 10 most powerful people in the world? No. Top 100? No. Top 1,000? Well, what power does she have? She has the power, all her faces on all her money. That's quite powerful. Can't get rid of them. Yeah, but it's not on my cash card. I don't really use cash anymore. That's true. Do you think that's hit the, the old... Do you think she's a bit gutted about that? I, think she, I reckon she's... Yeah, I reckon she's gutted. Contactless is destroyed. <laughs> she is gutted. If I became uh, Prime Minister, I'd put the Queen's face on all the bank cards. Me too. That would be my first policy. Forget first, the cost of living crisis. That would be my more. first and last policy. I'd, yeah. be, I'd go through an intensive election campaign. I'd finally get voted in, despite the electoral system being fundamentally rigged against people who aren't right-wing. Somehow I've managed to bypass it. It's quite a right-wing policy, though. No, it's not. Uh, Is it not? Nah. The Queen's... More of the Queen. I think I'd say the... the no, no, because I'd, I'd, I'd hide it... It, it, the bill would have two laws. Yeah. Lenin so, on the other. <laughs> Lenin's on the other. Lenin and the Queen on a All bank card. cards have to have Lenin and the Queen. All bank cards. And they go, what? And I go, well, I've just won a landslide. <laughs> yeah. So get it done. So yeah. I basically, I win the election on the Thursday, announce that on the Friday, resign on the Saturday. So, you were na- so that's, that you're announcing that policy after you've won. So you've not ran on that campaign. You've no, ran a, you've I've run abandoned on- my man- all my manifesto commitments. <laughs> <laughs> I've come out and I've got right, all bank cards have to have the Queen and Lenin on and then they go okay uh, what are you going to do about the infrastructure and the Green Deal that you said you were going to get oh we'll worry about that tomorrow next day <laughs> resign I'm out I've achieved my goal you've put integrity let, back to politics <laughs> let the consultancy bucks pour in what were you most proud of the Queen side or the Lenin side of the debit card <laughs> That'll be the best bit. Whenever they do like big retrospectives about all the prime ministers, they'd have to sit and, and talk to me like I wasn't the worst one. <laughs> so what was your greatest achievement? Probably getting uh, leaded on all the bank cards. <laughs> well, that was your only achievement, famously. You managed to you managed to smash the SNP in Scotland. You managed to get the Tories out of the home countries, and you kicked Labour out of the North. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a very successful campaign. Yeah, exactly. But I ran on a I ran on a very bold ticket uh, of what was your investment po- in the health service, investment in the in the education service, lowering of tuition fees, raising of the minimum wage. I achieved none of that, but I got led in on the cash cards. And what more can you do? <laughs> Unfortunately, my successor had to spend most of their term reversing that one policy that I'd enacted. Nothing got achieved. Anyway, shut the fuck up, Johnny. <laughs> that was mainly you. You led us down that weird I, 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 this, I tell you, if Paul McKenna wanted to take over the world, he could. Because I'm not the man I was this morning, let me tell you. Um, but so would you vote for Paul McKenna? If Paul McKenna was running for PM, would you vote for him? Would that be too much power? It depends who he wants to put on my bank cards. Um, <laughs> right. Failingbetterpod at gmail.com. Keep sending us emails. We've got a few emails. We'll read a couple of them out. Uh, this one is from Sean Braden. 
Hello, same name as you, Sean. How exciting. How exciting. Dear friend. Oh. That's a nice touch. Presumptuous, I'd say. Presumptuous. Let's see what he has to say. Well, let's see what he says. I think it it comes from a good place. If he says, I've got a party in a cellar, we all wear swastikas, he's not a friend of the pod. (laughs) If he says, I've got some birthday cake, do you want some? He's a friend of the pod. (laughs) Fair enough. Dear friend, I have a business proposal which I would like to handle with you. So here we go, Johnny. They've obviously listened to our get rich quick yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. Fifty five million US dollars is involved. <laughs> Do we have to give them who's giving us are they giving us fifty five million? I'm excited, Sean. It's involved. That's excited. all it seems to say. It's a proposal. Maybe they want us to just be like the the, the sort of nominal face of, of like a conglomerate or something. That would make sense. That yeah, that sense. I think that would make sense. Yeah. Be rest assured, everything is legal and risk-free. <laughs> that, that has reassured me. I, I was a bit anxious. I mean, is it risk-free, this $55 million? But knowing it is, it's really reassuring me. It's very legal and risk-free, which I think is always a sign that it is indeed legal and risk-free. Like, whenever I buy anything, yeah. if they don't say that, I do, like, if I go to Greg's and I, I buy a sausage roll, I go, this is legal and risk-free, right? Yeah. And they go, do yeah, they, sorry, yes, it is, yeah. Do they say very legal? No, no, it's just legal. Right. Oh, that's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, calm. That's a very, it's a very professional email so far. Yeah, it's good. It's a good email. I'm excited. Kindly indicate your interest so as to enable me to give you more details of the proposal. Thank you in anticipation as I look forward to reading your reply. Sean, thank you for the email. <laughs> <laughs> so what, I don't really understand what he, he's got a business proposal for 55 minutes. That 55 million could really change failing better pod for the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, we could we could do a lot with that money. What do you think? What, I mean, what do you think is the business? He's obviously heard us. What do you think he's? And he, you know, he's got a lot of seed money there. What do you think? I guess it's hard. To, I mean, modelling obviously springs to mind. That would be mm. the obvious place mm-hmm. for us to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's like uh, uh, spoken word. He's like seen that this pod is moving podcasting in a different direction than the art form. And just wants to, you know, help us spread the gospel. Yeah, maybe he views us as sort of, um, like he's saying, I, I want to start a podcast production company, the biggest in the yeah. world, and I want... Yeah, okay. Sean, whatever you're thinking, send us another email because we are interested, okay? We're more than interested. I'm excited. I, who knows next week what Failing Better Pod will be, but I feel it's... I'm definitely going to buy a big Rolex with us some of that money. I'm, I'm going to buy one as soon as we finish recording. Me too. Me yeah. too. I'm excited. Okay, we'll, we'll have one more email then. We'll be um, Rolex buddies, Sean. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Me and you with a Rolex would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I'd love to be Rolex buddies with you. <laughs> I'd love it so much. And then we, every time we met, we'd go, Rolex buddies. <laughs> oh, yeah, better than now, that every time we meet, we go, Casio, Casio kings. <laughs> Casio clowns. <laughs> Casio clowns. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is uh, uh, the last email we'll read. Uh... From Mrs. Aisha Al Qaddafi. Do you say Gaddafi? Uh, it's Quat Qaddafi. Oh, right, so Q. Great, oh I don't know. Well, let's read the email. Hi. <laughs> my, so my dad got into some tricks. <laughs> Hi, dear my beloved one, I need your assistance. Oh, wow. Do you know this woman? I don't think so, Aisha. Hmm. You, you be- sleep around a lot. You slept a lot in your 20s. You slept around with everyone, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I, I, look, I, I've got a lot of um, loose threads that I've yet to tie up in my personal life. Who knows how many children this old dog's got? <laughs> Please bear with me. I'm writing this letter to you with tears and sorrow from my heart. This is starting oh, to sound God. like a one-night stand that's gone wrong. <laughs> they finally found me. Oh my god. What? I am Aisha Muawa Gaddafi, the only daughter of the embattled president of <laughs> Libya, Honorable Muawa Gaddafi. Is this real? I know my mail might come. Can you believe this? We've got Gaddafi's daughter. Gaddafi's daughter is a fan of the pod. That makes sense. I think. Mean, I always felt like we'd be big in Libya. Yeah, big in Libya. Well, I guess I guess then we've got to get him into our um, into our sort of t- 
Tyrant Tots. Gaddafi's got to get into Tyrant Tots Gaddafi would add a real lovely element to that show, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd be a warming figure, a warming presence. He'd be lovely. Yeah, he's very wise. Loves a hat. Good guy. It might surprise you because you don't know me, but due to the unsolicited nature of my situation here in refugee camp Ouagadougou... Oh, wow. Um, shout out to all the other people at the refugee camp, I suppose. Burkino Faso, I decided to contact you for help. I've passed through pains and sorrowful moments since the death of my father. At the same time, my family is the target of Western nations led by NATO who want to destroy my father at all costs. I'm glad that we're... we're this is our demographic. I'm glad that this is our demo. <coughs> what the fuck? Our investments and bank accounts in several countries are their targets to freeze. My father is... B- of blessed memory deposited the sum of $27.5 million. So it's not that much compared to the other person. So it's maybe not that much. It's not $27.5 million. Could, what, How many Rolexes can buy with that? Not many. Yeah, we'll be lucky to get one, wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, I have been commissioned by the BOA bank to present an interested foreign investor partner who can stand as my trustee and receive the fund in his account for possible investment in my country. Oh, and is that you? Is that us? Well, I guess it, it's us. I guess it's the failing better pod. Um, so, if, oh, the, if the United Nations happen to know this account, they will freeze it as they freeze other. So please keep this transaction <laughs> only to yourself. Oh, <laughs> shit. And Sorry for my pictures. What are the pictures? I don't, know. don't click on the pictures. Because <laughs> it could be... It feels like they're definitely spam. <laughs> what... Um, it's sad, actually, because it, we could have probably got away with it if the head of the UN wasn't a religious listener as well. It's such a shame, that, isn't it? Um, oh, damn it. We're just too popular in both the refugee camps <laughs> and the corridors of NATO. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks, Aisha, for sending us a message. Anyone else who genuinely wants to send us uh, an email, failingbetterpod at gmail.com they don't all have to offer us money although obviously if you want to offer us money don't turn it down I, 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 I'd I, say it's a prerequisite please offer us some money alright and, um, and also we're in the 27.5 to 55 million pound bracket of money so if you're going to give us like a tenner what the fuck are you doing yeah, we, smart, yeah. You, you know the level of offer that we have on the table yeah. you have to match it or increase it yeah, so send us an email if you're incredibly wealthy. <laughs> yes, and do follow us on the Twitter as well, at FailingPod. Give us a nice review. Give us a nice... Uh, uh, what's Ratings. the other word I'm looking for? Rating. Points means prizes. Rating means the algorithm gives us more people who listen to the pod. Do you think that's their catchphrase? Their slogan? Who's they? Who? <laughs> the rating company. What's Ra- the, what the fuck are you talking about? I cannot believe I spent six hours in a car with you on Sunday and six hours in a car with you, yes, like two days ago. And I, I, I mean, it, you, you continually blindside me with your bullshit. <laughs> you can tell. You, were, you went mad on that trip back. You just started going, <laughs> you found the proclaimers I could walk 10,000 miles so often. You were you were a broken man by the end of that car yeah, journey. Um, as I am at the end of this podcast. Um, thank you all for listening. Is this has this been? Uh, look, we're going to go back to our old thing, <laughs> Johnny. Has this been shit? Yes or no? I think it's been good. I think it's been interesting. It's been more surreal and subversive than I could have anticipated. Well, it started with a Spanish proclamation, and it ended with an offer of money. From the daughter of the late Gaddafi. <laughs> this has been the home of witty banter. <laughs> and we are Failing Better. A podcast from producer Paul.co.uk. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.